So good we did it twice this week. Two very different versions of the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Part one, the WIU finances. Obviously a vitally important area for the future of the game. And this week saw the release of the WIU Group's annual report. So, first, some of the details. The Welsh Rugby Union Group recorded a turnover of £94.3 million. A figure up with the best of its pre-COVID performances. And they invested a total of £62.9 million in Welsh Rugby during the year ending June 2022. A record £34 million including competition receipts, directly went to the professional regional sides in Wales, with a further £16.3 million spent on performance rugby at all levels and the ring-fenced amount of £10.6 million provided to the community game. There was a match income of £43 million following a return to four crowds, a strong commercial showing generating £14.5 million and a vibrant concert season. The average attendance per match was 66,000, which includes the best attended Autumn Nations series since 2008, an average of 90% of the stadium's capacity, and the average ticket income per attendee was £52. During the year, the WIU Group also received the first tranche of payments from the CBC investment into Six Nations. The retention of this money means the Group posted a £3.2 million profit for the year, so there's plenty to discuss with WIU Group Finance Director Tim Moss. It's fair to say that we are very pleased with how it's been this year. We were restricted between January and December, and that did hit a lot of that Christmas trade. would have been the first year of trading, so we wouldn't have had much by way of previous expectations and on which to base it. But as we all know, Christmas is a very busy time for hotels and the bookings that they had up until those restrictions were enforced, were very strong, and a lot of them fell away, and then there was that uncertainty created in January. The pleasing thing was it did bounce back in February, especially around the Six Nations. As we always expected, that hotel is going to be heavily dependent on the events we put into the stadium, and it's going to drive a lot of revenue into that hotel. The hotel for the eight months was significantly cash generative. It definitely helps the hotel the more events that we've had or will have. We will have a very strong year for events coming up. On inflation and input costs, energy at the stadium is obviously part of your stadium costs. Yeah, I think fortunately we are on a a medium-term hedge, I would say. So we've got another year or so left on that. So we've, we've got a bit of time, but it is something that is front of everybody's mind at the moment. I was in a meeting earlier this week with our brokers talking about strategy for for a year from now and i think that's one of the advantages that possibly we've got compared to some other businesses we do have a year to plan for this now so there's a number of things going on we're thinking about buy-in strategy we're also thinking about how we can be more energy efficient around the stadium as well because the cheapest bit of energy is the bit you don't spend so if we can cut back on as much as we can and be more efficient then that's clearly going to be benefit to us and and rugby generally would solar panels be an option on the roof itself? There's a number of options we are looking at. I think we've looked at solar panels in the past, probably not been able to get it to work. I think with energy prices the way they are, it generates a, a more significant opportunity. So it is something we are we have looked at and we are looking at again. Are you any work further about a possible roof walk experience? Any more to say on that, Tim? That is something we are 
keen to pursue. There's a number of projects we are looking at, and that is one of them. That's probably one of the ones where we're more advanced on. Personally, I, I would love to see something like that on the top of the stadium because I think it'd be a fantastic draw. It's just getting the commercials to work on that, and, and that is something we are working through at the moment. Just on ticket sales then for the forthcoming autumn series, can you give an indication where, where you're at? And I think some maybe the, the, the Six Nations tickets as well take up for those two, the big ones on Ireland and, and England. Yeah, autumn series, there's still tickets available for all four games. Ticket sales have, have been good. We're hopeful of a bit of a pickup now between now and the start of the game. Obviously, the rugby season has just started, so rugby is back on everybody's agenda. Local rugby clubs are out back playing. So this is the sort of time where we expect big pickup. Just picking up on your other point, Six Nation tickets have gone on sale. There may be some island tickets available. But I think one of the hopes on that as well is that that's driving traffic to our website and people see that there are still tickets available for the autumn and, and push people onto that as well. You say in the sort of annual report and the sort of press release that the reason you posted a profit this year is because of the CVC money, the first bit of it. Can I just clarify, 6.1 million net this year from that, would that be correct? And a total of 40.5 with obviously four further payments to come. That's right, yeah. Can you just explain perhaps to me as layman why you sort of say within your banking commitments, why you have to put this money into longer term projects like the hotel, like the roof walk? Well, it's not, sorry, it's, it's yeah. not the hotel. It's categorically okay. not the hotel. Okay, yeah, so right. Okay, the roof walk and others. Why it's got to go there rather than back into the game and come into with the, the money you reinvest in the game in, in a little bit now? Yeah, sure. So it's, the way to think about this is we're selling future income. So we are selling a future proportion of Six Nations revenues to CVC. So us taking this money up front, in offset for that, we're going to get a reduced income going forward. So the point on this is that we know that going forward, our income is is going to be less and we need to do something to preserve that. Because if we were just to spend all that money today on whatever that might be, that money's then gone. We've got no opportunity to make a return on that. But then in four or five years' time, when the money's fully invested, we'll be getting diluted revenues from Six Nations. So whatever we can invest in across the whole of the game would drop down because we haven't got enough rev- we haven't got as much revenues as we had previously to sustain that. I guess the w- one way to think about it is if your boss offered you your salary for five years up front, what would you do with that? You'd probably look to invest some of that and save it to sort of protect yourself against that future reduction in your salary. So when you hear perhaps regional fans, they'd say, we say, why isn't that being invested back in the game rather than going to these projects? That would be your message. It needs its long-term investment rather than short-term game back into the domestic game at the moment. There's a balance. So we are using some of that money to invest in the regional games. So our, our current banking governance, I think, allows us to invest one-eighth. So that is going into the regional game. So it's not as though we're keeping everything. Some of it is already going into the, into the professional game. You can see the numbers. We have invested a significant amount in, in rugby full stop across the year, including professional rugby. But we are very mindful of the future and it will have an impact on our future revenues and we don't need to protect ourselves against that. Wasn't the strategy that CBC, through their commercial contacts, will help grow the commercial pie? So it's, it's not a serious game in that sense that you're bringing that funding forward, but actually the, with their expertise, that pot can get bigger. You're absolutely right. And that is the reason why you bring private equity in, because you would hope that they would grow the pie. And actually, when you are diluted, you dilute it in a bigger pie. 
but there's risk in that strategy. So you are then banking on that growth coming in. You need a protection against it, which is why we're not reinvesting everything into enhancing projects. We are sticking some of it into rugby investment and then retaining a proportion of it to reinvest and generate that future income. What are the figures for the URC? You can pick that up from our account. So the first year of the CBC investment into URC, the first time we had a receipt was year end 2020. We had another one in year end 21. And then we've had another one in year end 22. So if you added the three of them together and took off the Six Nations, I think it comes to about 15 million. So I'm not telling you anything there you can't pick up from our annual report. And there's another two years of payments to come on, on that. But as you say, that has all been passed through to the regions. 62.9 million investment back into the Welsh rugby. I just wondered if you could talk to some of those figures, just made for the layman's terms, in terms of it says, I think the regions get 34 million, including the competitions and TV. Could you just um, outline where all that comes from and just why that's a record? That comes from the turnover that we generate. A proportion of that comes from the CVC money that we've reinvested back in. It will also be the competition revenue that comes to us and goes on to the regions. So of that 34, some of that is directly from us. And then there's a there's an amount, I think, which is 9 million for this year, which has come directly from the competitions and, and gone through them. Again, you can pick that number up from the annual report. And then the rest of it, the bit that isn't regional rugby, is the rest of the rugby investment in Wales. So that will be the money that's inside that community ring fence. And then it'll be the spend on the sort of pathway programmes and indeed the national teams as well. Within those, performance rugby, which has gone up 2.2 million, would that include all the national teams as in the men's, the women's, the sevens this year, given the development of the women's game? Absolutely would, yeah. We have invested more in the women's game. It is one of our key priorities to grow the women's game. And I think the the fact that we've just signed that commercial deal with Vodafone shows that there's commercial appetite for the game as well. So that is a significant new partnership with Vodafone on, on the front of the women's shirt. And we're, we're very grateful for them to bring on board. And like I said, it, it just shows the appetite and the commercial appetite out there for, for the women's game. One of the concerns that COVID brought up was um, the reliance on international matches, the turnover from that. Now you've come out of COVID, obviously it's still quite a high figure. Are you still concerned about that or is it about right where you'd want it to be? Any business will always try to diversify some revenue streams. And I think that's one of the things we try to do with the hotel. It's one of the things that we'll try and do with some of the CVC money into from Six Nations and the reinvestment of that. But it's always going to be difficult for us because we are a rugby entity and we are heavily reliant on having matches in the stadium. I guess it's not just matches within the stadium, it's also those third-party events. So they were automatically affected by COVID as well. The short answer, we will always try and diversify some revenues, but we will always be reliant heavily on matches and events in the stadium. If you look at this report, it looks all quite positive in terms of you know, turnover and just some of the language of it. This is a more general question, Tim. People might ask if Welsh Rugby is doing quite okay at the moment in terms of financially and looking relatively stable. Why, within the professional game, can't we get perhaps a deal for going for long-term going forward? The previous year, you're right. We are relatively pleased with, with how it went. We are up on our commercial revenues compared to, to the sort of last non-COVID year. So that sort of 
bounce back effect has, has happened. And then the deal going forward, as you all know, we are in conversations at PRB level around that. We are hopeful of doing a deal on that. The right people are in the room, but we're not going to rush it. And as a finance man, how much is money an issue? Money is, is obviously a conversation, but there's a wider conversation as well about the whole of the game. And ultimately, everybody wants sustainable and successful regions. That is the key driver in these discussions. Can you just sum up where Welsh Rugby Finances is? I guess a couple of key messages. We've come back well, so our revenues have back up to, to pre-COVID levels. We've managed to turn that into record reinvestment in, in Welsh rugby and at all levels of the game. We were very grateful to Welsh Government for the support they gave us to help us through the pandemic, specifically around the grants that they gave last year, but also the refinance that they did this year on, on the um, CL Bills loan. And then just finally then would be just thanking everybody who has, has helped contribute towards that. So that will be across the board for for our staff, all the clubs out there who have helped generate massive interest in the return to rugby. And we're seeing some record player numbers back in the community game as well, which is really pleasing. But also to the fans and the supporters for coming back to watch rugby and, and getting back out there and, and enjoying seeing Wales in the Principality Stadium again. There's a lot of people that have contributed to what has been a reasonably successful year. There's obviously challenges year ahead, not least of all the wider economic environment. But we'd like to think we're in a reasonable position and we're optimistic about the year going forward again. Interesting and important as we look forward to those November internationals. A very different part two and Wales women, but from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast for now, that's the lovely stuff.